Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. Hello, it's Jonathan Brill and I'm talking here from Edinburgh in Scotland where it's fantastic, sunny and bright. Is it the same with you? I'm talking with Eric in Boulder. Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing? Just outside of Denver, Colorado. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a sort of rainy, cloudy, low ceiling day where we've got our fleeces on and we want to be by the fire, although we're not. So we're talking globally where Scotland, for one of the first times in its history, seems to be in the ascendancy, at least in terms of weather. And we're talking today about educational products which transcend the globe, go into different areas. Eric, you are an expert in digital portfolios. What on earth are they? Yeah, great question. So I wouldn't consider myself an expert. I think we could, we were always learning, but I guess uh, relative to everyone else, sure. Um, you know, I think what it is, is uh, it's a place where uh, students and teachers can really showcase their work, not just their final product, but they can showcase the process and document everything that goes into their work, whether it's for reflection, whether it's to... Uh, collaborate with their peers on a project, uh, whether it's to turn it in as an assignment or showcase it to the world. Ultimately, we feel that digital portfolios really give students the ability to put their best foot forward and, and be more than a grade or a test score. So students are feeling uh, all sorts of pressures, teachers, People in, in, in high schools are feeling all sorts of pressures. In comes something called digital portfolios. How do they view them? Do they see this as a nuisance or something which is actually going to enhance the processes that they're going through? You know, that's a great question. Um, I, I definitely, you're seeing digital portfolios take off. Uh, just bulb alone, and I can't speak for other companies that, that are in the space, but we've got registered users in over 125 countries uh, around the world. So I think you're, you're starting to see uh, more and more people understand the benefit of a portfolio. You're starting to see uh, legislation, uh, certainly here in the U.S., where uh, the education bodies that be understand that with great inflation, with teaching to the test, when when schools get their money based on how well their students test on a test, uh, you know, they have their teachers teach to the test. And it's, it's, are students really learning in that process? And do all students test well? You know, I've got three children of my own, uh, two in college and uh, one's in high school. And they're all, you know, they're all okay smarts but they don't all test well and and some of them do and so having a digital portfolio is is a much better way it's not the only way we feel that test scores and grade point averages are important but we feel with digital portfolios you give a student the ability to really showcase their strengths and their passions and even their weaknesses frankly what's interesting about what you're saying there eric is that this corresponds with the sort of feelings that are going on in the UK. So it's not just 
a US phenomenon. It's in the UK, this perhaps you like to call it criticism of standardised testing, not bringing out the best in young people. So, But moving on from high schools, is there a role for digital portfolios? Is there a, a role for students to show their digital portfolios to employers? Absolutely. I mean, it's it, it. We say that it's really K or kindergarten through life, because uh, you know when you think about students moving into higher ed, um, and, and now they're really preparing for uh, career, and you know you, you look at all the students that graduate every year from higher ed, from college, from universities, and what do they have to get a job? They, they've got their, how well they did in colleges. Did you get a 4.0? Did you get a, a 3.5, a 3, a 4.2, whatever it is? But they don't have any way to showcase their, their streets. And, you know, we're starting to see more and more companies that ask for uh, reflection on the actual student's work, not a resume. I mean, and you're starting to see, Jonathan, uh, I heard Amazon is uh, in their annual review process. They don't want their employer, their employees to provide a three page written document of what they've achieved in the last year. They want to see what they've achieved in the last year. So the beautiful thing about a digital portfolio that is a simple, beautiful, powerful portfolio is it's it's easy to use and it, it, it allows you to really showcase what you've done, not say what you've done. But Amazon are a modern, state-of-the-art kind of company. They're always moving things on, so we would expect them to have a relevant approach to the 21st century. But is it the case that the education systems in the US and in the UK are, are holding out? Are they still clinging to 20th century, did I say it, 19th century kind of ideas? Are they, <laughs> are they pushing back? Well, certainly uh, uh, plenty of them are. I don't think, you know, as in any new technology, you've got the adoption curve, right? And you've got the, the, the really early adopters, you've got the early adopters, and then it sort of goes mainstream and you get into the middle of the bell curve. I think we're still out front I, um, certainly here in the U.S. and we've got we've got you know users in in China and India and in, in the U.K. and in, and uh, the Nordics, et cetera. But I think you see the the folks that really understand the benefit of digital portfolios are the first ones to use it, and then you quickly find, wow, there's so many other ways we could use this within a school or a campus. A, a good metric in that um, is if you look at the installed base that we had uh, last school year and you look at the renewals that we did this year over last year, we had a 200% effective renewal rate. So basically, the, the we, we would go into a school and it may be for their CTE group or their ELA group and they would start using digital portfolios and then they come back and when it's time to renew, they realize, oh, we also want it for social studies. Oh, we also want it for history. We need it for all these other things. And so it takes those early adopters just as in any technology to sort of put the, the prove the concept and, and prove the model or prove the product. And I think we're, we're certainly in that stage of adoption right now.
So we're seeing more and more schools, districts, campuses that are starting to come out specifically asking for digital portfolios when just two years ago, when we basically came out in one of the largest shows here in the U.S., ISTE, um, two years ago, we were we were explaining to people what a digital portfolio was. That's encouraging. Does the push come solely from within the education systems or do you feel that business itself is actually applying pressure because they in turn see the usefulness of the digital portfolios? I think you're seeing both. Um, Certainly with more and more employers uh, requesting digital portfolios and maybe not even requesting, but those that award the job to the person that had the digital portfolio over the person that didn't, people are starting to get that. People are starting to understand that a two or three page resume of old isn't going to get them the job, right? People are understanding that a 500 word essay on their college exam isn't going to get them into college. They need to really showcase their strengths and their passions and differentiate themselves from the other millions of kids that are trying to get into those schools or to get those jobs. So for our listeners, can you cite some examples of how students are actually using their digital portfolios, both within the education system and also to perhaps to demonstrate their, what, employability? Sure, sure. I mean, at top of mind for me, I would say we've, we have students that have received scholarships to college because of their digital portfolios. We have students, we've got a big event in Austin, Texas called South by Southwest. Um, started as a as a music event and now there's film and there's education and they do annual awards down there we have a student um, from texas that put all of their creative process into a bulb and they got a national south by southwest award we have students that have gotten into college they feel uh, because it was their bulb digital portfolio that differentiated them. We've got kids that have gone uh, into internships that they felt they got their internship because of their digital portfolio. They're still in college. I don't have any professional examples yet of, of people in the workforce using a digital portfolio because we've only been around for a couple of years and we, we just don't have the the depths of, of uh, adoption yet at that level. But we see, you know, whether it's Bulb or it's XYZ digital portfolio, everyone, and when I say everyone, it's, it's a generalization, of course, but we think most people three years from now, five years from now, everyone's going to have a digital portfolio because it's just so much, uh, it's such a more thorough representation of someone and their knowledge and their, Um, abilities than anything that's written. I think in the UK there are examples of uh, employers looking to something more than just the high school uh, graduation exit portfolios or even those coming from college. Uh, And I think there are increasing examples uh, of that. Of course, we know about uh, digital portfolios, not necessarily bulb ones, but digital portfolios in the uh, creative and performing arts kind of areas as the norm. And I think there is movement there. Do you have other examples globally of the intake, of the uptake uh, of this kind of uh, approach? Well, 
Absolutely. Um, You know, I would say the only continent that we're not really in right now is Africa. We've got partners and users in Australia and Asia and Western Europe. Um, South America, interestingly enough, is really coming on strong. South America, Latin America. Um, And we've tried to We've tried to understand why that is, honestly. Is is it because they don't use standardized testing or, or grade point averages aren't a thing? And that's not it. And we're, we're thinking that maybe it's just that they're, as a, as a group, more visual. Um, but we're seeing really quick adoption um, in Latin America and South America. So uh, I think you're right when you say that it's this is a, this is a global thing where um, – Thankfully, the the education industry, quote unquote, is seeing the value of formative assessment and and the value of a digital portfolio, not just to be used as assessment. So, you know, using it to assess someone, but also the beautiful thing about a digital portfolio is it helps students learn. Right. When you're documenting your work and you can reflect on that work and you can tweak that work and you capture the learning process and you have a tool that you can use to showcase your 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 work out to the world. And you're proud of that work because it's a tool that makes you look good and it's a a beautiful presentation of you. Well, then that sort of self fulfills the cyclical process of the student wanting to do more. And now they want to go put their next project on bulb so they can showcase it to the world. And, and, and it's that process of creation and curation that really creates the knowledge, right? It's not just, you know, we, we all hear if you write something versus just say something, you know, you're going to remember it more. But when you're curating and creating your story and your work in a portfolio, that, that creates knowledge. And when you're doing it, to showcase it and you're not just turning it into your teacher, well, then you get the audience effect, right? And and most people, if they are doing something that's just going to be turned into their teacher, probably aren't going to put the amount of energy and effort into it that they would if it's going to be out there for the world and showcase them and be their brand. And so you just have a, a, a level of effort that goes into it that is better than just doing it. Uh, in in the old school way. Picking up on that idea that you've just mentioned of the personal brand, when a a student exits either from the high school system into college or or not, uh, or from the college system into work, into the world of work, is there something that those concerned with the talent pipeline, those people in HR or recruiters, should be looking for from uh, potential employees that the digital portfolio can assist with? Oh, absolutely. And I think you will see companies like LinkedIn, like Indeed, uh, others that really are helping with that college to career piece, connections, right? Documenting what you've achieved, who your references are, etc. cetera. Um, supplement that with digital portfolios and and you know the beauty of a digital portfolio that's done well is it'll integrate with and work with whatever system that is in the school but it's not tied to it right so when that student leaves and moves uh, across 
town or across the country or around the world, the digital portfolio should go with them. It shouldn't be stuck with the school. And the same holds when they graduate and they move on, right? We've built Bulb to be a portfolio K through life. And what that means is we want to be there for them in kindergarten or eighth grade or 12th grade or when they're in college. But we feel that as they as they graduate and move into their career, I mean, you look at the average length of time that someone is in a job today. Kids today don't go work for, you know, um, some big company for their entire life for 30 years and then retire and get their, you know, their watch at 25 years. They, they move around and every three years on average, they go to a new, a new role, a new job. So they still need to maintain um, a portfolio to, to show what they've achieved at their current job to help them get that next job and to, to showcase their strengths and their, and, and their actual work. You and I as employers know this. You and I as employers are working with the education systems. But how do we get this information over to them? How do we get this idea that a job might last three to five years and then it's not another similar job, it's a complete career change? How do we get the education strategists to understand the value of digital portfolios as they sit down in their rooms, sipping their iced tea and thinking, what shall we do in 2020? Well, that's the million dollar question. I mean, I think when you look at what new jobs require and the the soft skills that that employers want to see go along with that, not just that you can do well on a test, but that you have critical thinking and you can collaborate, you've got problem solving. Those are types of things that you can't get from a test. And I think I think the educators are going to understand that what we've been doing isn't cutting it. And it will be a little push from educators that are out front and it'll be a little bit of pull from the companies and the employers that are sort of saying, hey, we need better information so we can make our hiring decisions. And how do we achieve that? I mean, it's <laughs> ironically, it's education, right? I mean, we've got to get out there and we've got to explain to educators that are concerned with where they're going to get their funding. And uh, do the kids have enough uh, lunch money? And was that kid on time to class or is are they cheating, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, Educators have a lot that we expect out of them, and unfortunately, they're not paid as well as they should be. So uh, we're throwing a lot on educators' plates. So I think we as a, as a industry, as a society, as leaders have to go out and, and beat the drum on how this can make a difference for kids. I mean, that's certainly one of the biggest reasons that all of us at Bulb are here. Um, you know, we, we, we're not out there charging a, a ton of money for this product. We've priced it. So it's available for everyone because we want to make a difference for kids. We want to, uh, you know, that, that child of mine that doesn't do well on tests, I want to give them a way to showcase how awesome they are, because I know there's a lot of people that would like to hire my child, but they're not going to get the best job because of their grade point average or their test score. Eric, thinking about the role of teachers within digital portfolio instruction, 
How should they go about this? Yeah, so, you know, we feel that aside from uh, a, a child's parents, teachers are the most influential adult in their lives. So things we feel to make a difference in education need to start in the classroom and need to be driven by the teacher ultimately. Having a digital portfolio that supports the teacher and that the teacher can actually use themselves to model the, the correct behavior and to help those students create their digital citizenship, we feel is key. Not having a, a product that the teacher says, you guys need to use this, but it's something that we are all going to use. And we see teachers use digital portfolios a lot. They use it for uh, assignments. They use it to showcase their own professional development and training badges. And uh, they use it for their own curriculum. They use it to showcase student work. So when you have a teacher that models and uses uh, a digital portfolio to, to create the assignment, and then the assignment is actually done by the students on the same platform, we think that's a great modeling of behavior and really drives uh, adoption uh, uh, by the students. So thinking about the exit platform from high school, we're going into a world of work these days which some people describe as the fourth industrial revolution. That is, humans are going to be working with robots and certainly working with uh, magnificent pieces of artificial intelligence, which may surpass some of the knowledge base that they have as people exiting from high school or indeed university. How do digital portfolios help describe the person going into that radically new environment? I think that a digital portfolio is going to give an employer the ability to to really get to the heart of the person and do they have adaptable skills? Are they good problem solvers? Can they think critically? Not just can they memorize information that they need to regurgitate on a test or can they memorize a formula? I mean, we all, who's not sitting at dinner with the family? and a question pops up and you want an immediate answer and you Google the answer and you get the answer. We need to teach kids today how to think critically, how to be adaptable and and how to fit within a culture. And you're just not gonna get that from a standardized test. And many employers talk to us in terms of needing to identify people who can work well in teams. Does a digital portfolio help in that area as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, a, a well-built digital portfolio makes it very easy for uh, students to work on their own or students to work with a group. And that group could be a class. It could be three folks. But the ability to collaborate and build something together that you then can showcase and you're not uh, switching platforms, etc., cetera, uh, is really a win-win for, for everyone. So finally, what would your advice be to parents uh, and young adults who are thinking, shall I devote significant amounts of time to creating this digital portfolio or shall I just carry on with my prescribed uh, work uh, in the hope that that's going to see me through? What would your best piece of advice be to these young people and their significant intermediaries? Yeah, so my advice would be, I, I think those people are quickly going to see more and more success stories that those of us in the industry will be able to share that documents and showcases how students with portfolios have a leg up. 
Um, when you have a product that is free for students, such as ours, and, and there's others, and it's simple to use, I think the, the risk-reward trade-off is a no-brainer for, um, for students to spend some time uh, putting their work in a digital portfolio. If they want to lead and they want to have uh, that advan advantage, if you will, um, yeah, I would get out there and put it in a digital portfolio. If, if they're the followers, then, you know, wait another six months or 12 months and, and you'll see that you sort of have to have it. Um, but you're, you're seeing more and more folks put it in a digital portfolio as evidenced by, you know, me just sharing our metrics on what we're seeing here at Bulb. And we're certainly not the only one out there in the industry. So it's going to it's going to happen quickly. It's it's been slow coming, but I think it's going to it's going to be something that gets adopted uh on a on a an education world on a quick time frame we've been talking with eric goldrayer from bulb about digital portfolios and we have little doubt at eduvate that these are not only a thing of the moment but a thing of the future eric that was marvelous thank you very much indeed thank you jonathan it was nice to be here you'll find us online at eduvate.biz job ready employer says yes 